It takes money. I've got some uh, some living in fear to do. See ya. <laughs> oh my god, you're flaunting the rules. Like, yes, I'm buying drugs. Yeah, <laughs> literally. And a doodle, I feel like, is like a penis, for starters. Sure. <laughs> Let's all laugh about that. Yeah, Jeets. She gave me some things. Way Sebo. Way Sebo. Queen Radio. Insane ramblings. You've been putting this at the end of the show, the difficulties we've had with syncing, as in S-Y-N-C. We're not just too buoyant. <laughs> yeah, I've had a lot of issues with syncing. I've got a <laughs> Titanic uh, reenactment fetish and I'm struggling to relive it, to live up to it. It's an unusual problem. Yeah, but, you know, it plagues one person in our community and that's enough for me, Ben. <laughs> anyway, you might have noticed that... Um, We've got video chat now, so hopefully it makes it a bit easier. But as we've been doing it on the phone, um, it's hard for us to both get a sense of when the show is actually starting between like us kind of just setting things up or getting things sorted. And so we were talking about today, initially, we kind of made the mistake of going one, two, three show. I think we've gone the wrong way. You think we should be doing three, two, one show? Definitely three, two, one. I say, actually, if you have to count people into anything, always down. It's going to be hard for musicians, definitely very unnatural. And a four, a four, a three, two, one, go. <laughs> it's not um, the start of everyone's favourite album yet. But I think counting up is too much ambiguity. Because what, you think that they're going to just count to infinity? Maybe. Well, I'm just saying if you're counting up, you need to offer clarity. Whereas if you're counting down, clarity is inbuilt. And you know how much I like efficiency, Ben. Uh, joke's on you because I was going to start the show on negative 12. I suppose you've got the one zero problem, but no one's going into the negatives, Ben. What's up, everybody? This is Ben. <laughs> and this is Vicky. And you're listening to Insane Ramblings, episode 208, a very distant episode. I'm your host, Ben. Oh, distant. Okay. Yeah. And this is Vicky. Well, I think that you know this is the first time, not that we've been recording remotely, but no. that we've been recording remotely with our new setup. That is true. And it is throwing me a little bit. Well, that's why I'm thinking it's probably not that distant because it's probably the best sound quality of any distant recording that we've ever done. Yeah, it might sound it, but just like, for instance, I can't hear myself in my own headphones for the first time in 200 plus episodes and I hate it. Yeah, that is definitely <laughs> weird. <laughs> like, I've, I've never done it like this. I guess I have a bit more like experience this. with being the remote you're oh, sort yeah. of struggling with being the remotee, I think. No, I'm, I'm really like already off my game a little bit. So I think it's going to take <laughs> some time to kind of warm up to this situation, but hopefully it'll be worth it. Fair it'll uh, result in slightly yeah. better sound quality at least. Yeah, because I was going to say this is probably the best setup we've ever had for doing it remotely. So if anything, we sound probably less distant to everybody. Yeah, yeah. If it all goes according to plan, which... The going by it our track almost record, invariably won't. Yeah, there's a uh, a good chance that we fuck something up. Oh, definitely. I mean, we struggled to count into the show. I'm guessing the uh, sound quality is, uh, <laughs> is going to be uh, slightly more complex than one, two, three show. <laughs> uh, we'll see, I guess. But we did do a test during the week uh, just mm-hmm. to see if this would work, and yep. I would say to varying degrees of success, we okay. You know, as a proof of concept, I think we proved that it can work, but we did have a right. few issues. So proof of life was received. Sure. 
so you feel like if this was a ransom like <laughs> situation, yeah. the the person would be holding the newspaper with the date of today on it, but yeah. it's not like receiving a finger or something. No, the podcast isn't dead, at least not yet. Um, mm-hmm. But there was a few close calls. We were flatlining there for <laughs> at least a little while. Okay. I want to play everyone a little clip from our test, which did not go according to plan. What's funny is I knew about this segment and I was there, and yet I still was like, what is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Like it nearly broke my mind at the time and we've subsequently talked about it, including today. And yet I still was like, why is he saying it was such a disaster? <laughs> and well, you're about to relive it. So I hope it didn't break your brain too much. Oh, it was very unpleasant. This is just a clip from our demo recording where uh, things didn't go quite according to plan. I'm sending an invite to this meeting to your Gmail. So you're, you should be able to join on your phone. Oh, you've yeah, done I just it. did okay. <laughs> you like not doing hair or something? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Turn it off. Turn it off. Did that happen to you? Did that happen to you? Why? Did what? Why? Did what? Oh, my God. Did that, oh my God. Did that not happen to you? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, something's horribly wrong. Something's horribly wrong where it's stuck in like an endless loop. Yeah. So, to quote Vicky... Something was something is horribly wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or Ben was we something. Uh, no, I was going to say it was something horribly right. Well, that's the thing. I tried to make the <laughs> best of a bad situation because um, obviously, yeah, we got stuck in a bit of a feedback loop there unintentionally. Do you know what I want to get stuck in? <laughs> what? <laughs> I want to get stuck in a good feedback loop. Like a positive affirmation. You did great. You did so great. You were amazing. This was really great. <laughs> well, maybe we can do that next time. Um, yes, please. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Just let me yell, you're doing fine into the void and have it answer me. <laughs> and I'll probably get through isolation. Okay. I can't I can't say this is a, a positive feedback loop, but I, I did discover if you just put a beat behind your uh, Zoom call When problems, you say discover, what you mean is... I said, Ben, you should really put a beat behind that. It was almost like techno. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so did you discover it when... It's kind of like when I discover a Netflix show, mm-hmm. which is almost invariably you've been saying for six months, are you going to watch Cheer? <laughs> and I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I don't know, maybe. It hasn't grabbed me. And then I suddenly discover it and recommend it to you. Enough time goes past that you uh, forget that I recommended it. It was just feels like a... Uh, you just see it scroll past in your queue. And for some reason, I think... This has a lot of potential. You're like drawn to it. Yeah. Um, all right. Yes. Vicky did insist. <laughs> like, you know what? I think we've got a hit on our hands if we just put a beat behind it. And I think she was uh, spot That's on. That's exactly what I said. Quote. Yeah. So <laughs> I went away on the computer for a few minutes. And honestly, I did almost zero editing on this. And some might say it shows. <laughs> but mm. the fact is it didn't need it. Like we almost. I feel like you've done as much as DJ Khaled's one-year-old son. Oh, I gotta take more credit than that, please. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he uh, producer credited? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's making bank off uh, those albums. So how would I get producer credited for just suggesting a beat? I feel like I should. Well, it all comes down to contracts, doesn't it? <laughs> I just think at this point, are we offering contracts where someone's like, "You should make this music," and they're like, "Put her on the label." <laughs> 
Well, I guess the difference is DJ Khaled probably has some kind of vested interest in his son making money. Like, I don't mm. know if he gets some kind of tax write-off or it's just setting up his kid for the future. But mm. do I you have, have a vested, no vested interest, interest in, in me making money? Yeah, your success. Does that benefit <laughs> me whatsoever if it's taking a chunk out of my profit margin? I don't know. Hmm, I guess I could buy you things, but I suppose you could buy them for yourself if you had the money. Yeah. You know what you can't buy, Ben? <laughs> What's that? The smiles on your friends' faces. Mm, is that worth 10%? I don't know. I guess you probably could buy that, to be honest. All right. Well, anyway, while we discuss contracts, everyone can listen to our new hit song called Is That Better? that we accidentally made over Zoom this week. I'm sending an invite to this meeting to your Gmail, so you're, you should be able to join on your phone. Oh, you've yeah, done I it. Yeah, I just did okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Turn it off, turn it off. Did that happen to you? Did that happen to you? Why did what? Why did what? Oh my god, did that happen to you? Oh my god, did that happen to you? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh no, oh no, oh my god, oh my god. Oh, something's horribly wrong where it's stuck in like an endless loop. Of what? 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 Is that better? There's in Baby Driver, there's a scene where um, he samples everyone else's audio and he makes like this remix of Kevin Spacey saying, was he slow? Was he slow? Was he slow? I feel like we were making that inadvertently. I think the ending needs work. It definitely peters out to almost nothing. Well, I just didn't want people to go, hey, you know what? It sounds like that thing from Baby Driver. And then I have to already <laughs> explain that we uh, recognised the we similarities. We are aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, not inspired by... What's the opposite of when you make something and it just turns out to be similar? Coincidence? Backspired. <laughs> yes. You're right. We have invented a word for that. <laughs> so, so far recording over video chat has been a little weird. You guys wouldn't know this, obviously, but my boyfriend and I were a little behind schedule. So, the first five minutes, I was still eating dinner. And Ben had his video switched off. How and would I people definitely have noticed felt... that? <laughs> I said they didn't know that. That's oh, why. I thought, I thought you said you guys would have noticed that. I'm like, who's you guys? Me? No, no, no. I'm I said you guys one. wouldn't know that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, not, no, not noticed. <laughs> this podcast is run to a strict regime. And if it's five minutes late, people are going to complain. No, I'm just saying, like, there are astute watchers will notice a bit of um, chippy between my teeth still. Oh, yeah, like, sure, She sure. just ate. <laughs> 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 anyway, 
if she was truly prepared for this, there wouldn't be so much crisp in her mouth. No, so Ben didn't have his video on then either and was playing video games. So it was just me eating alone in front of a camera, which is kind of like a little taste, I guess, of what it's like to be a cam girl. It was definitely weird. <laughs> no, I feel like a cam girl is more normal somehow. Like this is just a corner of my <laughs> Calling screen. your friend to eat? <laughs> yeah, like no, like if I'm on a porn site looking at a cam girl, there's like a point there, you know. Some of them are like eating cam girls. Yeah, and that's where it gets to the um, dark web and you're like, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> like that's when you know that you've done something wrong in your life and you should take a look at yourself. I love how you're like, oh, if you're watching a woman, you know, have sex on camera, you're okay. But if she's eating, you know, you've strayed off life's good path. Yeah, it's so much weirder. (laughs) (laughs) This is a discussion, actually. Funny you should raise this. Yeah. A discussion I was having with my brother, right? So I... Uh, The the age-old familial debates over the dinner table of what's weirder, cam girls or video eating. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not quite that, but it it is in that that vein. So we'll Mm -hmm. see what you think. As I've kind of been saying, at least to you, I've been doing a lot more running, as have you, than we usually do because there's nothing else to do. B, it's like one of the three valid excuses to leave the house and I don't need to go to the supermarket every day. Yeah, pretty much. Like C, it's one of the two safe things left to do. (laughs) (laughs) Like aside from sit in a chair and also like every other exercise avenue that we tended to do is shut. So both of us have been running like four times a week, I would say. There's only so much uh, shadow boxing you can do as well. Uh, yeah, right. So, yeah, my boyfriend and I were doing like a body combat in the house and got a bit over that. So, um, I was getting up to 6Ks was kind of my current kind of distance. Did you get your shadow ass kicked? Is that what went wrong? Oh, well, you, funny you should say that. I finished the run just fine and then I like laid down on the grass to do my stretches and I couldn't get up. And my boyfriend had to come over and help me like literally like, you know, like saving Private Ryan shoulder under the shoulder, carrying me back to our house across the road because my leg, like for no reason, nothing snapped, nothing happened. I was just suddenly, my leg couldn't hold weight after I was just stretching after this 6K run. What were you doing? Running. What do you mean? Oh, you, okay. It was just from the run. I guess. I don't know. I had just finished the run. I like cooled down by walking around a bit did some stretches and then I was just like laying on the grass post-stretches or like mid-stretch and then when I tried to get up, I couldn't. So it's not that clear, but I mean like distally, you would assume. Like if you wake up in a lion cage and you're missing a leg, you're not like, <laughs> well, maybe I took it off, you know? No, I was <laughs> like, just... Sure, it's a possibility. <laughs> but... No, I, I was more uh, asking, was there something about this particular run that, like, did you push yourself extra no, hard or no. something like that? Oh, I guess the distance was a bit further than usual. So I did six Ks instead of like five to try and work on it. And like a few days previous, I'd tried to go a bit faster, as you know. So, I, and also just, I'm not someone that regularly runs four days a week. So I guess just a combination of everything was too much for my body. Anyway, it turns out I've torn a muscle in my butt. Yeah, that's impressive uh, in a time where you can rarely leave the house. Yeah, so the discussion my brother and I were having, though, on what is weirder is it? I was like, now I have to see, well, I'm guessing it's in my butt, like location of pain and mobility would suggest so. But, you know, the human body always surprises you. It'll probably be my eyeball. Yeah, um. just some kind of, uh, <laughs> what do they call it? 
like when the, all of the body is like linked. Yeah, no, I know. Oh, I, that is always insane. Yeah, I bet they're like, oh, it turns out like, you know, you laid on your ear on the ground and that rubbed a nerve in your ass and you couldn't walk. And I'll be like, of course. Yeah, there's there's a lot of pressure points. <laughs> well, like when I tore my Achilles, for example, like my knee hurt. Anyway, so I have to see a doctor, but my doctor is no longer seeing people in person, at least for, you know, the first bit he calls you and says, yes, you don't need to come in or like, no, I can just help you on the phone, right? Yeah. Anyway, so I have to call him tomorrow. What do you think is more weird? Just showing him my ass or being asked to describe my ass on the phone? Well, is there any... <laughs> like, I don't think either one is going to do anything, right? Like, <laughs> Well, I don't know. Like, unless there's a giant bruise on your butt, he's not going to... Or like there's a big hole or something. Yeah, I don't think he's suddenly going to look at it and be like, oh, yeah, that changes everything also did i mention my doctor is superman (laughs) he has x-ray vision (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah well i don't know if that works through the webcam anyway either way he's just trying to be a perv no it's not webcam so it's phone so i can only talk to him so okay just imagine it wasn't like a busted ass like it was like something on my ass and i have to either show it to him or describe it do you think it's weirder to just be in person and show him Show it in person or describing it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it'd be less weird for me to be like, here's my ass in person than for him to be like, okay, describe your ass. That's weird. Yeah, well, what are you going to say? It's like (laughs) cheeks, two. I assume that's the normal number. (laughs) It's got a crack in it. Uh, I don't know if that's normal. (laughs) I hope so because that's been uh, there since birth. So Yeah, birth defect. What if it turned out that having an ass crack was actually a birth defect? It's just like 99% of humans have it. <laughs> I mean... I've, I'm guessing there's got to be like 0.0001% that don't have an ass crack. <laughs> what if they're the ubermensch and not us? Well, I guess it doesn't matter because it's so one-sided that it feels abnormal Literally. not to have one. <laughs> Both literally and metaphorically one-sided. Yeah, I feel like we just have to go with majority rules here. (laughs) But if there was a few years from now some kind of DNA test that we all went, oh, yeah, that was a genetic defect and uh, humans aren't supposed to have an ass crack. I don't know if there's anything we can really do about it. we (laughs) got to live with it right now. But So what if they then said, here's this medication your child can take, they won't have an ass crack. But they're like the first generation of ass crack havers and you have to decide whether or not they'll have one. Was there like any medical or like physical benefits to not having an ass crack? (laughs) Or is it just like (laughs) some doctor told me that it was normal to not have one? Uh, No, like uh, maybe it's like all in the media. I don't know. It's like easier to keep clean or something because there's no like crack there. It's just a hole (laughs) on the outside. So like you don't have to clean as effectively. Well, we basically have this debate in circumcision, don't we? It's the same kind of thing. Yeah, but circumcision doesn't really have any benefits. Well, they and argue like again, that it's not a birth defect to have. It's not a birth defect though to have a uh, foreskin. Whereas this is like, no, it's definitely a birth defect. Just everyone, you know, ninety nine point nine percent of humans happen to have it, and you know, like it's not a huge setback. It just might be slightly easier to keep your butt clean if you don't have it. But like you're, you know, you don't know. You're doing this in a vacuum, so you don't know how many other parents are going with no butt crack 
So you might have the only butt crackless child or you might have the only child with a butt crack. Well, first of all, I definitely have to uh, <laughs> ask around. Like find no, any... you're not allowed. What? Why you're not? in the room and like your wife has just given birth and she's knocked out on drugs and they're like, this has to be administered within 30 seconds of birth or the butt crack falls. It's a split second decision. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, no, it's going to have the Ben Moore butt crack that we all know and love. <laughs> He's a cracked freak. Yeah, but we'll treat him like one of our own, even though we know he's a hideous ab- <laughs> You know, a hideous <laughs> But so are you. Monster. Exactly. So okay. I, f- I feel like he's, uh, I can get used to that. I'll just judge him <laughs> a little bit. But anyway, my argument to my brother, again, you might remember my brother from the argument, which is scarier, a spider or an emu. I do not remember your brother from that. Really? Yeah, that's in the podcast. He said emu because what's a spider going to do to you realistically? And I was like, yes, but you never get into the shower wondering if there's an emu in there. That's a good point. There's a lot of deadly spiders out there though. <laughs> uh, I think he was saying like your average spider is not going to do much to you versus an emu, your, which, Do like, you think your average emu is going to fuck you up? <laughs> I feel like it could. In Yeah, definitely. I think your average emu could. Whereas your average spider probably couldn't even if it was quite motivated. But if we're talking about like, what are the chances that I have a run-in with a spider or a run-in with the emu? I would really have to go out of my way to to get into an altercation <laughs> with an emu, right? But that's exactly what I was saying. Or even if they were everywhere. Yeah. Like, at least I would know probably when they were coming or where they yeah. were. Again, like, I'm never like, Simon, I can't go to bed. Can you search the sheets for an emu? You can definitely see it coming. Exactly. Anyway, so that we've talked about that on the podcast, so you can uh, I'm sure you can find that. But I don't know that we have. We definitely have. Yeah, we've talked about me and my brother having that discussion. But um definitely less weird for me to just show a doctor my ass in person. Yeah. But I, again, in this scenario, I don't think he's going to even ask to see it. No, I don't think so either, but just then obviously as you know me, I go off into conceptual hypotheticals of what is weirder. And I think part of it is the question, describe your ass. Yeah, I wouldn't know how to do that. I remember when... Um, how to describe it or how to phrase that question delicately? No, how to describe my butt. Like if, unless, like I'm saying, <laughs> unless there was a big bruise or something obvious that I could kind of mention, I would probably just be like, uh, you know, have you seen butts? It looks like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's kind of your average butt but there's a big bruise in the middle yeah it reminds me of when ages ago i got sucked into being a participant in one of my sister's classes oh yeah i think you've talked about this before maybe yeah i talked about it when it first happened mm. and we had to talk about like something like a an ailment that we were having trouble with and i talked about oh, that's right, my yeah. insomnia and how i wasn't sleeping at the time and then the whole class would like grill me with all these health questions. And mm-hmm. one of the girls was pretty insistent on knowing about my bowel movements, which I didn't <laughs> realize was relevant. But like she, she goes, like, I, I can't remember exactly how she phrased it, but it was something along the lines of when you go number two, what color is it? Right. And as she's saying it all running through my mind, I'm like, holy shit, I I don't know normal shit colour. <laughs> like <laughs> how do you describe it? Like has she got a colour chart or something that she's gonna make me wheel out? 
And I'm uh, so glad that you think this as well because I don't know if we've said this on the podcast before, but I never know what is important for the doctor no- to know and what's irrelevant. But yeah. I'm also scared of not saying something that's super relevant. So you don't want to walk in and be like, oh, by the way, my uh, movements today are chocolatey brown. Perfect. And he'll be like, uh, I don't need to know that, Vicky. Well, not even that. Like, you know, I'm like, I better bring up everything. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I better bring up everything just in case. So I'm like, you know, my butt hurts. But like, that seems like the obvious issue to me. But like, what if I was like, oh, I have like, a, I don't. But what if I had like a minor cough and I didn't bring it up? And then I'm like, oh, like three weeks later, I'm like, oh, my butt hurts and I've got a minor cough. And he's like, oh, my God, that's quite clearly butt cancer. Like, <laughs> why didn't you say anything three weeks ago? But surely and that's, that's my fear. Like, I think in that scenario, a good doctor will ask the follow-up question, do you have a minor <laughs> cough? Like, if it's that important, I think he would know to uh, double check. I just don't know. I never know. And then sometimes I mention too much and they're like, well, those symptoms don't fit anything. And I'm like, well, because I've mentioned a problem. Like, let's see these as separates, I guess, then. Yeah. Because he's like, well, a sore butt and a cough, that's no no symptoms, like, but, profile. Yeah, but I'm then like, he, could well, just, he could just go, well, you've got, you know, you've torn your ass muscle and you've got a cough. That <laughs> I think, again, a good doctor would probably be able to figure those two things out. This isn't, you don't need to be Dr. House to do that math. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like they can't. They're like, you've confused me. You've got a problem with everything. I don't know what it could be. I'm like, let's like break this down, you know? Yeah. Well, anyway, in that one scenario, I was so glad when before I could formulate an answer, she kind of goes, is it lighter or darker than chocolate? Oh, nice. Helpful. Yeah. That gives me a frame of reference. And that was like really useful because otherwise I would have spent the next 10 minutes trying to stammer out every shade of brown that I could think of. <laughs> and it's like, well, I've never seen anyone else's poo. What if I threw it and I was like, chocolate? No, no, no. Mine is uh, bright green. Is that not normal? <laughs> you can have green poo. I think you need to think out of the box a bit more, Ben. Go something really wild. That's true. When we, uh, when I was, I think like two or three years old or something, I had a Batman cake. And this was <laughs> okay, like, where is this going? <laughs> it was in the days of when um, Batman was bright blue. Like now he's like pretty much black traditionally. Oh, uh, yeah. But he Grey had like the, or, yeah. Yeah, the bright blue cloak. And uh, yeah, for uh, the rest of the, I don't know, next couple of days, everyone was shitting green. And that's, <laughs> you know, as like a three year old, that is the highlight when uh, everyone oh, at the party. Oh, time to be alive. Yeah, everyone at the party is uh, exiting the bathroom going, guys, get in there and check out that bowl because some loud crap is going down. I feel like that would have been the talk of the playground. It's the only thing I remember from that birthday party. So, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. But yeah, that does definitely stick with you. <laughs> it's like been almost 30 years later and uh, I haven't forgotten. So <laughs> You've really hung on to it. Yeah. Good thing I didn't have any uh, bright blue birthday cake frosting before I went to that checkup with Kirsty. <laughs> I mean, if I were you though, I'd be laying in wait with that cake every year. Just uh, trust me, guys. Something special is about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> this is a gift for you. Yeah. And I've known you for like 20 years. So I'd be like, Ben, damn it. 
<laughs> I'm not eating this. <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's a little piece to take home with you. It's the gift that keeps on giving. No, thanks. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll have the ice cream. Thanks. Ben. I've known you now for 20 years. So I'm, I'm tired of your tricks. <laughs> Speaking of which, and playgrounds and stuff, I've realised that childhood now is very different to childhood when I was growing up. Is it the uh, being locked inside 24-7? Is that what gets you? <laughs> no. I pretty much did that anyway in primary school. I had a massive backyard and pets and Nintendo and Atari, a Super Nintendo. And then when we got a bit older, a Nintendo 64 <laughs> and a Commodore computer. So I don't think I ever left the house anyway. And I didn't have any friends. So <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say living Until the dream. Until I was like 11. Yeah, not, uh, you know, half of the equation sounded pretty good. <laughs> well, I just think no friends, more time for uh, my copious amounts of consoles. That's true too. Anyway, so yeah, I didn't really have any friends till I was like 11. So I was talking to my friend today and she's got two children and she's saying, and they've got a backyard, so it's not like, I understand obviously if you're like apartment living or, um, you know, things are hard from that front obviously that's different but she has a backyard a big backyard they've got you know the huge in it and she was saying i can't wait until parks open back up like uh playgrounds yeah so when you say things are different today to when you were a kid do you just mean right at the moment when everything's shut or just even before that no 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 like i can't remember throughout my childhood ever going to a public playground well that's not because of how things were 30 years ago that was just your mean parents. <laughs> oh, really? Did you? I just thought like it was not that common to go to public playgrounds years ago because I never went to one. Well, you missed out. I went to, I went to parks. Was it awesome? I went to parks. Like they didn't keep me shut inside. I'm not like the children from the others or whatever. Well, there was like a big adventure playground that was built in our town when. I don't know how old we would have been. Oh, yeah, I went to that one. That was awesome. Yeah, well, the, what are you talking about then? <laughs> yeah, but it was like, it's not like if my parents were like, we're such Just because you repressed the memories doesn't mean it didn't happen. <laughs> no. That one was awesome. Yeah, they, no, I'm just yeah. thinking of like all the local like little swing sets and stuff near us. We never went to those. Well, I guess like we lived in quite a um, hilly neighborhood, so it makes it hard to yeah. like yeah. walk anywhere. You kind of have to, yeah. like your parents have to actually take you as opposed to where my mum was growing up. She just lives in a block of like a small kind of Canadian town where every house around her, there's kids and there's like a big swing set yeah. and playground in the middle of the street. And so people just kind of naturally awesome. congregate there. But I don't think that's a, yeah. that's something that's really changed over time. That's just, you know, geographical. Like, yeah, your situation. <laughs> yeah. No, I just think if my parents were like the parks closed growing up, that wouldn't have had that much of an effect on me or them. Yeah, no, fair enough. I certainly wasn't going often enough to uh, to miss it, I think. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, of course, yeah, we occasionally went for like an outing, but... I feel like most of the time, if we were outside, it was like in our street or in the backyard. Yeah, but I guess that's the other thing is we probably had bigger backyards than uh, a lot of people do now as well. Well, yeah, that part is different, but I did like query what her backyard contains and I'm like, that sounds great. (laughs) So, (laughs) anyway. But you mentioned uh, you've been going running prior Mm -hmm. To your accident, if that's what we want to call it. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call it an accident. The incident? 
Is it an incident? That sounds worse. Prior to your ass incident. <laughs> oh, that's definitely the worst one you've said so far. <laughs> Prior to my ass tear, I've been going running. I'm going to try again tomorrow. We'll see how we go. Uh, again, I'm sitting on a donut right now. Getting right back on the horse. Well, and or any, not, as for, the case is. For anyone who is... Uh, Maybe just tuned in the podcast there. They're going to be very confused when it's like ass incident and getting back on the horse. Uh oh. <laughs> no, horse unrelated. But I am sitting on an ass donut at the moment to uh, ease the tension. That's good to hear. I went to Pilates tonight, so should be fine for tomorrow. We'll see how we go. Okay. You mentioned to me that while you're running, you uh, often have some weird thoughts running through your head. So does this not happen to you? Do you, when you're running, do you find yourself 10 topics deep? I guess because it's a long period of time where you're just alone with your thoughts, trying not to focus on how bad you feel. But I find I often go quite far down the rabbit hole while I'm running. What kind of thoughts are you thinking? So in this <laughs> thoughts, I became like a famous... I don't know. I must have been comedian. I thought it was something to do with running because I was doing such a great job. <laughs> or maybe musician. I'm not sure. Anyway, so I ended up on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I don't know how many uh, famous runners they <laughs> have on SNL. <laughs> That's I'm like. It must have been comedian, surely. Anyway, I was really famous and like, you know, up in Hollywood and being celebrated by everybody and like really you know, rubbing shoulders with the elite, which is always a great daydream. And like everyone's got that kind of, you know, great success kind of go to occasionally. But this one was ultra weird that the best part where I was like, you know, doing the double fists was um, my partner's brother was like, oh, now that she's famous, she's going to leave you behind. You know, you can't trust her. She can't be faithful if she's around all these Hollywood elite. And then like five years went by and he was like, I was wrong. Like, you <laughs> Uh, so in your, I should have trusted her. Because I thought I was like, I kind of zoned out for a second thinking, oh, this is obviously a dream that you had. Like, no, this is a daydream. No, no. That, like, this is yeah, a yeah, fantasy yeah. While, while you're running. And so you, yes, that's right. you got to the apology stage where you're like, I am the best. I would stay with him <laughs> yeah. through fame. No matter how that's many right. guys are throwing themselves at me. And I just thought that was so great that actually not the best part of the daydream was being famous and being on SNL and like, you know, being buddies with Andy Samberg and all the rest. The best part was when my was, uh, partner's brother was not been on SNL like, for at least, I don't know, eight years now, but sure. <laughs> my, my partner's brother? No, Andy Samberg. He's, <laughs> he's been doing Brooklyn Nine-Nine for a long time and he's not been on Saturday Night Live. I was going to say it's... um. It's been a bit longer for my partner's brother. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm just thinking if you're hoping to get famous and befriend Sandberg, he might have to come back to the show. Yeah, it was a special. Oh, I see. Uh, reunion special. Anyway, that no matter who I was rubbing, fine, Pete Davison then that I was rubbing shoulders with. Sure. Regardless of that, which was fun in the dream, the best, like the, the running daydream, I guess. The best part was definitely when my partner's brother, who like is fine, like he's always been nice to me, was like, I was wrong. You have been faithful throughout this. You've picked a good girlfriend <laughs> to my partner. And that was like, and then I kind of like came out of it and I was like, that was weird. <laughs> Did you finally come out of it when you finished your run or was it before that? No, before. I think I like almost like came to like, like it felt like waking up, except I'd been awake the whole time. And yeah. I was like, where was I going with this? 
<laughs> so this doesn't happen to you? No, like because I've got music playing when I'm running. So do I. Yeah, but I, I tend not to zone out like that, especially, I guess, when I'm so focused. Like, I'm totally not a runner. And so yeah, I don't really have the mental acuity to focus on anything else right now except for not <laughs> dying and keeping my legs moving. <laughs> I think, like, once you do it a bit more, you will zone out more frequently. Yeah, maybe once I uh, kind of get in the zone a bit more. Like, I've got a friend who's, like, a really hardcore runner he'll do marathons mm-hmm. like I think he did 100 k's one time he purposefully doesn't wear headphones during it and I can't do that no me neither like I would go crazy but he kind of sees it as his chance to kind of check out a little bit and uh like I can kind of understand that it's just definitely not the way I operate I definitely use it to check out but I can't hear the sounds of my own like labored death rattle yeah. behind me. Like that stops me A from checking out and B <laughs> running continuously. I'm like, oh my God, is someone dying? It's like, you know, when something horrifying happens and they're like and they realize the screaming was me. Yeah, it was coming <laughs> that's from what it's like <laughs> inside my body. Yeah, that's what it's like with the labored, like horrific breathing. So I literally have to drown that out or I know that I'm struggling intensely. But once I've got that drowned out, I can drift off definitely. But um, you were saying that you don't, you have a couple of times? Yeah, so not with running, but it does happen with when I go swimming. Oh, yeah. Because obviously there's no, I haven't got down the uh, waterproof headphone technology just yet. So <laughs> that is. There is such a thing. So I'll, I'll send you a link. I feel like it's probably healthy to have at least half an hour a week where I'm uh, alone with my own thoughts. I mean, that's about no, the maximum that I can handle. <laughs> but that way, madness lies. <laughs> I, I guess when I Have get to the... Have you seen Lord of the uh, Flies? <laughs> when I get to the 31st minute, I think that's when uh, I tick over into uh, madness. But yeah. until then, I'm happy to uh, at least have that one half an hour span to breathe. Yeah, for sure. But... I've heard that this is effect of water as well. Like a lot of people will have this in the shower. Mm-hmm. It's, I guess, like a combination of all these things. But I will do not like a fantasy of sorts, but it's kind of whatever's on my mind will be mm. kind of like extrapolated to the nth degree while I'm swimming. Oh, right. Like in a bad way or a good way. Like if you're worried about something, you're like, and then my family dies yeah, because exactly. like the United States decided to nuke the house because <laughs> I accidentally went to the wrong website, not using a VPN or something. Yeah. Yeah. So everything will kind of play out. Like if we've got a podcast a few hours later, mm-hmm. I'll often essentially be doing a podcast in my head the whole swim. That must be frustrating though. Well, it's almost like preparation like it's like rehearsing it without saying it out loud so sometimes whatever comes to me does make it onto the show but yeah you're right like if I have a really good mental podcast and uh, it's got nothing to do with the topics that we discuss then it's like well I guess I just wasted it on my mind. <laughs> it's all, it was a great episode in there, but no one will ever hear up, it. Up in the dome. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you, am I there? Like, am I reacting to you in your mind or is it just you kind of doing your kind of spiel? Uh, like, you probably will be there in, like, do you know the movie Click? Where he's, uh, it's like that Adam Sandler film. 
and he's got the remote uh, control. Yes, yeah. And so he can fast forward. I was thinking of the movie Her. I was like, where is this going? <laughs> no, not, <laughs> not like Her. Uh, he's got the remote control so he can like fast forward through his life. And mm. the way to describe it is he will be going about his day-to-day life while he's in fast forward mode, but he won't be the life of the party. I feel like that's, right, yeah. that's your role in my mental podcast. Uh, so I'm like, oh my God, Ben, that's so true. Ha 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 Yeah, ha, ha. like you probably won't you know, be telling too many jokes <laughs> or bringing up too <laughs> no. many uh, points to segue to the next part. You're basically a sounding board for my next rant. <laughs> right, but I was thinking it would be frustrating. I guess if I'm not reacting too much, that's fine. But like going down the kind of jerk store avenue is... Like, do I ever not react the way I did when you're in the water? And you're like, damn it, Vicky. This is when you say, what kind of green? Yeah, and I yeah. go straight into my kind of St. Patrick's Day rant. Yeah, it does happen. But I think also after doing this for 10 years with you, I have got pretty good at knowing your kind <laughs> of responses. <laughs> but the other thing is it works both ways as well. Like if for whatever reason we just had a fight or something or it's like some minor disagreement, now I'm mm. essentially rage swimming. And so like every lap, oh, definitely. I'm just like getting more and more angry at you in my brain. <laughs> and it's not like I can I mean, communicate that with you, but just like... It doesn't sound like you should swim often. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I... You know how they say don't go to bed angry? Someone uh, mis- misquoted that. It was don't go swimming angry. Yeah, yeah. Don't go to the pool angry. <laughs> That's a good motto for you, Ben. <laughs> well, I try not to. I'm going to get you a T-shirt that says that. <laughs> Put it on a bumper sticker. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to get it on a T-shirt for you. That's going to be your birthday present this year. And not the frame I prom- promised you for last year's present. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing that happens when I run, like, I don't know if this happens to you. My nose will start running. And it's not like, uh, you know, streaming or anything no, like that. No, absolutely. Yeah. No. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you raised this because I actually raised this recently with some friends mm-hmm. um, because I'd just gotten back from running or while I was running, I was like sniffing or like occasionally I have to cough, like just because, I don't know, just your lungs feel funny with being used. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, when you um <laughs> when you blow the dust off something. Anyway, yeah, but people were like looking askance at me as I'm like going by sniffling. Yeah, it's the worst. And like, you know, occasionally coughing. I'm like, I'm not sniffling. No. Yeah, are you is that what you're having as well? Absolutely. Like I've been running the tan as I mentioned in previous episodes, which is probably the most prominent and uh, popular track in Melbourne. And so it's really busy mm. right at the moment just because there's almost no other exercise options. Yeah. Especially if you go on the weekend. There's people bumper to bumper going both directions. And uh, I don't know if it's just the running or the uh, the cold weather or whatever it is, but my nose will start running. And so I always take a tissue with me. No, it seems to be a thing. Yeah, good. So when you brought it up with people, did they know what you're talking about? Absolutely. Literally everyone was like, oh my God, me too. I'm glad that you said something because I'm getting looked at askance. I don't see anyone else having this problem. Like they're not running towards me with a tissue, wiping their nose. See, I don't use it. Like I kind of just, mine's not tissue worthy. It's kind of sniffle level. Okay. Well, uh, I like to bring a tissue, but there's no good opportunity to pull it out. Like I say, especially on a busy day. Mm. there's always like 10 people running towards you 
And the second that you pull it out, everyone's like, holy shit, this guy's going to infect me. Yeah, no, exactly. All I'm doing is like sniffling or like I said, occasionally like kind of not even like a cough cough, but like a clearing my throat, I guess, because I'm just like getting the getting the dust out and people are like leaping out of the way when I do that. Yeah, it's uh, it's scary. And the other thing is um, I, I've been going to the supermarket, but the recommendation is you try to limit your trips. Yeah. And so um, like I already had this problem because I live essentially right above a supermarket. Yeah, you were generally kind of going every day. Yeah, I was like living day to day without keeping too much in my fridge or in the pantry. Uh, yeah. Just well, I'd buy whatever I needed. And uh, like occasionally you'd forget something. And so yeah, so like, you'd oh. like pop down for milk quickly or... Yeah, but I always felt embarrassed when uh, the checkout clerk would see me twice in like 20 minutes. Did they ever say anything? Uh, maybe like once, but it wasn't like anything like, what are you doing here, idiot? It was more like just <laughs> kind of like a sly smile of like, oh, you forgot something, you know? Yeah, yeah. But there's been times when I realized a third time I needed to go down. It's like, oh, like I oh, totally no. realized we were out That's of paper fine. towel I'll or whatever. I'll just eat dirt. It's fine. I'll wipe it up with my hair. Right. Like the second time... <laughs> There's been a couple of occasions where I'm like, oh, I really need this thing. I'll go suck it up and I'll go back down. I've never gone a third time. No, absolutely not. I, I was just like, I'm, it's too embarrassing. I basically have to wait till shift change. No. <laughs> yeah, no. At that stage, I'm like, look, it's fine. Whatever it is, I don't need it. Like, exactly. If I was literally having rice that night and all I have is rice and vegetables, like, I guess I'm eating salary. <laughs> well, see, so yeah, I was already embarrassed to go down a second time. Yeah. But now it's like you're going to get kicked out of the building, oh, essentially. It is. It's like, like, are you trying to kill us all? This is a once a week thing, man. Exactly. It's like you're not only embarrassed, you're a potential biohazard. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. When I like hurt my butt, my boyfriend had to come over and like literally carry me home. And he's like, but what's my reasonable excuse to leave the house? I'm like, don't worry, hon, I'll crawl. Like... <laughs> Or what's your reasonable excuse to uh, get that physically close to someone? You have to have like a sticker. You're going to get like pulled over by the cops unless you kind of can prove that you both live together. Yeah, he needs like one of those like, I don't even know what they're called. Where like, you know, ye olde Asia where the guys like carried like poles that had like the caravan on the back. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what they're called either. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's time to bring those back. Yeah, that's right. It's the only way to pick up injured runners at the moment. But yeah, no, exactly. I know exactly what you mean. If we forget something at the store, it's like, well, I guess we're not having that today. Yeah. Let's uh, let's move on a little bit, shall we? Yeah. Changing tracks. From time to time, we like to help people. Um, and uh, that means giving out some advice. Okay. So uh, I found a good um, post on Reddit this week that I thought mm-hmm. demanded our attention on the podcast. Excellent. This is... Uh, quarantine related advice okay the uh the topic was today i fucked up by demanding that my girlfriend show me where she buried our beans in the woods causing her to break up with me (laughs) i mean i can relate so i don't i don't know if you were aware of this ben but um while i had you on mute i was chanting give me treats give me treats to my boyfriend who is withholding treats (laughs) at the demand of me yesterday, who yelled at him and said, don't give me any more treats. <laughs> uh, so he's 
he's holding your proverbial beans. He is, but at my bean request, and that's what yeah, I well. think is weighing on him. Um, like I said, yeah, he's Sophie's choicing because he can't please me. If he gives me the lulies, the lollies, I'm like, why did you give me treats? If he doesn't give me treats, I'm like, you had all the treats. I can't believe it. No, he fucked up by agreeing to uh, allow you to make this demand. If you want to ruin your relationship, make them your jailer, is all I'm saying. Yeah, I would have never uh, <laughs> fallen for that one. <laughs> all right, here we go. I admit, I posted a version of this on the relationship subreddit the other day, mm-hmm. but they closed it with no explanation. I assume because they just decided it was fake. Mm-mm. I can see how they might think that, but this is a true thing that happened and is happening. And now there is more to it because I actually got broken up with over it. Damn. With all that is going on, we stocked up on supplies, including some canned goods. I ordered a few weeks ago 30 cans of beans. Gee. 10 of black beans, 10 of kidney beans, and 10 of pink beans. My goodness. Also, I ordered 15 cans of chickpeas. Can I jump in here for a second? Go for it. Because this is what pisses me off, right? I'm a vegetarian, and um, it really shits me that people do this. Well, you don't know that he's not a vegetarian. Maybe he is, but not everyone who bought out all the cans is vegetarian. And that's what pisses me off. I realize they're canned goods. So you're like, oh, if, you know, the power goes off and I have to make a fire in my backyard, I'll be able to eat these, I guess. But 90% yep. of people, they don't know what to fucking do with beans. I Just let me have <laughs> the beans. I know how to prepare them. I eat them regularly. They're part of my staple diet. It's like if I went down to the store and bought, I don't know, like 500 beef patties. Like, I don't know what to do with these. You don't know what to do with black beans. If you're alone in the zombie apocalypse with black beans, what are you doing with them? I mean, I sure as hell would die before I had to uh, live off beans. But I feel like if you're the kind of You're guy, not eating raw beans. Leave the beans for me. I know what I'm doing with the beans. I want the beans. I love the beans. Put the beans back. You don't know what you're doing with them. I'm going to give this guy the benefit of the doubt that he knows what to do with beans. If you're I'm ordering not. 30 cans of beans and 15 cans of chickpeas... Like, you don't just order that because you know they're going to last. Like, otherwise, you would just buy soup or like something along no, those lines. No, like seriously. Like, other- all of the chickpeas, all of the beans, everything was sold out for ages in my local supermarket. And it wasn't but just all like the panic-buying vegetarians. Who- <laughs> well, I couldn't get any. Uh, so, it wasn't me. Okay. But there are other people that know how to prepare beans apart from you. <laughs> no. One in ten. That's my theory. One in ten knows how to make beans. Maybe two in ten. But I think it is the vegetarians. I think the vegetarians probably were the panic buyers because they're like, well, I don't have the options. I don't have the range of options that the meat eaters do. Well, I can't slaughter the cows that start wandering the streets in the apocalypse. I mean, I feel like that comes when you uh, get pretty desperate. But for the Slaughtering street cows? Yeah. But until I ran out of chickpeas, I won't have to do that. (laughs) Okay. No, I'm saying that you, as a carnivore, you can start slaughtering street cows straight away. Why wait? I didn't hoard uh, anything, and uh, I was equally annoyed with the people who did. Mm. But I feel like you're unfairly placing blame on non-vegetarians here when I don't think that's the case. I'm just saying I think it was people that don't know what they're doing with beans who took the beans. (laughs) I guess we'll never know. Mm. Shall I continue? Yes, please. I thought this is a reasonable amount of beans and chickpeas to have every now and then. It would last for quite some time. 
However, earlier this week, I opened the cabinet because I wanted to make a vegetarian chili using two cans of beans. Okay, he does know what he's doing. But all of the beans are gone. What the hell? I asked my girlfriend and she told me she buried all of the beans in the woods. At first, I thought she was joking. But she explained no, she had buried the beans in the woods. WTF. I asked her to explain... (laughs) And she told me she was afraid that if things get bad, we might have to worry about looters or whatever, and that the beans would be in danger of being stolen. I said I thought this was completely ridiculous and unlikely. She became angry at me, and she said she is protecting our beans. (laughs) According to her logic, the beans are safely buried in the woods behind our apartment complex, and if we ever need some beans, she will go to the stash and dig up a can or two but would prefer it if we save them all for if things get worse. I said, why only bury the beans? Why not bury our more valuable items? And she said that canned food was most valuable for long-term means. Yeah, you can't eat my other items. Well, I guess that's her argument. And since we get fresh food in our online grocery deliveries, it would make sense to continue to stockpile beans. She intends to go bury more beans in the woods every week. (laughs) Oh, jeez. This was too insane for me, and I got very upset. I demanded to know where the beans were buried, and she refused to tell me. She said that if I knew she was afraid, I'd dig them up. I said, damn right I would. She said, I will never jeopardize our beans. (laughs) The following day, I tried to put my foot down, and I'm not usually a foot downer, but there are rare issues where compromises is out of the question, and I foolishly decided this was one of those issues. I demanded to know where the beans were buried, and I told her that if she was going to bury beans I paid for in the woods, that I would move out. We fought about it, wow. and I kept insisting. In hindsight, I should have just let it go and created my own hidden stash of beans in the apartment. <laughs> That sounds amazing. And given her time to maybe cool down about this bean burying scenario, but I blew it all out of proportion. Yeah, it's weird to bury beans in the woods, but why did I have to press it? What's the harm at the end of the day in the grand scheme of things? But I kept demanding her to take me to the beans or at least draw a map or something. (laughs) And finally, she broke up with me over the beans. I've lost the love of my life because I couldn't let the damn beans go. I'm in disbelief. She moved out. Not only am I heartbroken, but I'm now paying full rent instead of 50 cent, which is a huge financial issue for me. But you also don't know where the beans are. Still. I know. (laughs) TLDR, I kept demanding that my girlfriend show me where she buried the beans in the woods and she got so angry at me that she ended our relationship and moved out. My heart is shattered. (laughs) And my finances are jeopardized because of the bean hoard. <laughs> so that was posted by Throw a Bean Drama on Reddit. Mm. So do you have any advice for uh, our bean-deprived friend? Uh, look, I think he should have dropped it. Just, I liked the idea that he started his own competing bean stash. You think that's a good, uh, a good alternative? I'll start like hiding something she really likes, I guess, and be like, well, fine, I've got a mm. hidden chocolate stash, so I guess it's a stalemate. And then start trading. Yes, hide some of her shit, and eventually she'll uh, have to come, you know, groveling back for it. Yeah, be like, I'll trade you, you know, your Xbox for 10 beans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she says that she's going to bury more every week. I feel like you can just follow her to the bean stash. 
Just, yeah, you know, I think you definitely it. blew it early. You there's definitely way better ways to deceive your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying that you should deceive and blackmail your girlfriend rather than outrightly asking for what it is you need in the relationship. <laughs> well, she started it. She stole his beans. He bought the mm. beans. Well, I mean, now he can demand them in the breakup. Yeah, arbitration. You can get at least half of those beans back. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Make sure that you uh, get a lawyer because you're entitled to half those buried woods beans. And uh, if looters come, that's going to be worthwhile. That's my advice. Seek legal advice. And maybe uh, in your next relationship, get some kind of bean preen up. A bean up, if you will. <laughs> a bean up. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm just uh, here for the bean nuptial agreement. <laughs> <laughs> it also relates to how often you're allowed to watch bee movie as a couple. <laughs> uh, yes, all of these things are very important to establish in, <laughs> at the start of our relationship. The early stages. Yeah. The other thing that I've been doing while uh, while I've been quarantined is watching a lot of Netflix. Oh, definitely. Yep. And uh, I recently uh, finished watching the first season of The Witcher, which I know you're a big fan of. Oh, yeah. Nice. Good one. Yeah. My partner's been playing six hours of it today, the video game. Uh, so yeah. it's a also, family favorite. Yep, a lot of uh, which are going on in these households. Well, uh, I, yeah, I really like the show. Oh, it's amazing. One thing that did stand out to me is the character of Yennefer. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend has a crush on her. Oh, who doesn't? Uh, she's <laughs> super hot and she gets naked like yep. for most of the episodes. Now, <laughs> the thing that, that surprised me mm. is like, yeah, anytime essentially she's casting a spell in the show, she's got to be nude which I don't really know why. I don't think they've explained that fact. No. But I certainly wasn't complaining about it. Definitely would hold you back. However, in the one sex scene that she has in the show, or at least like the one major Mm. one, completely clothed. (laughs) It seems like you might have forgotten what sex is like, Ben. Yeah, maybe maybe things have changed since uh, I last got lucky, but... Maybe this is a Ben problem. If, if The Witcher is anything to go by, I was taken aback. Because usually in Hollywood, when they have a sex scene with clothes on, it's a little jarring, but you go, all oh, right, the, clearly it's the PG. actress just didn't want... Yeah, yeah, it's either a ratings issue or whoever's in the role just didn't want to get naked on screen, uh, which yeah. is fair enough. But obviously that's not the case here. There was a, <laughs> a clear choice made, like, hey... I've just spent the last 20 minutes naked. Should I get naked again for this sex scene? And they were like, you know what? No. Your character, <laughs> she likes to fuck with her clothes on. <laughs> She's insecure about her body in this one scenario. Well, she got insecure in the last five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if she noticed, but uh, in the last five minutes, you gained a couple pounds and she doesn't like it. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. I, uh I don't think there's any explanation for it. I guess you could say they were both so taken with each other that they didn't have time to tear each other's clothes off. But <laughs> it is a lengthy she, process. Well, that's the thing. Like <laughs> She seems to be able to get naked at the drop of a hat in any other scene. So, yeah, that one just surprised me a little. I hope season two, there's a deep explanation for it. Yeah, I need that... Um, I need that answered quick. <laughs> uh, otherwise, great show. Definitely worth reading the books for. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully there's some backstory that they just glossed over if I, uh, if I go back to the books. 
Yeah, definitely. I reckon you should definitely uh, read about that. Yeah. What else have you been doing to uh, pass the time? Oh, look, I've been playing a lot of Duolingo, actually. And um, had kind of an unfortunate incident this week. So Duolingo is the... Uh, the translation tool, right? Like it helps you learn another language. Yeah, that's right. Exactly right. It helps you, yeah, learn. Like it's basically an app where you learn another language and I am listening to, or learning, sorry, and listening to, I guess, um, French. But part of it, it's a free app, which is good and I, I definitely recommend it and it's definitely a good way to kind of, if you have the brain space, make the time worthwhile. But in this occasion, it comes up with ads and one of the ads was for a palm reading app. Okay. And so I was like, that could be fun, I guess. I, like, again, <laughs> when it comes to, you know, that could be fun levels, they've they've gotten much lower. Suddenly, yeah, your standards have been lowered after uh, five weeks of lockdown. I was like, you know, that'll pass five minutes. I'll do my palm. I'll do my partner's palm. It'll be a good 10 minutes of yucks. Yeah. And um, I'm not turning up 10 minutes of yucks. That's you know, 16 hours left to fill. Sure. So, <laughs> so I downloaded it. And as I was signing in to it, like you literally download it and click to open it. It says you have to sign up to a year long subscription for $167. Jeez. Mm, I know. So I freak out, of course, because it wasn't like it said, like, do you want to sign up? It came up with like the little app store thing, like the press this button to authorize this. Like a pop-up notification. Yeah, so it was literally like, author- you know, when you're buying something and it's like, authorize this payment. Okay. I was like, no, 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 I don't, no, 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 like yep. I'm not, yeah. So um, I tried to close it on the home button, which is unfortunately on my phone, I guess it turns out, the button you press when you want to authorize it. So. <laughs> what? Yeah. So I have touch payments, I guess. I didn't realize. Oh my God. Yeah, so since then I've. Because like, un- do you use. Do you use your fingerprint to unlock your phone or something? I do, is that- yes. Yeah, right. And so it's also you use your fingerprint to pay for stuff. So I was just like panicked and didn't think about it because was, I was like, shit, no, 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 no. Like, go, go out. But unfortunately, that meant that my thumb touched the button and it was like, okay, great. Thanks for authorizing a $176 payment for a year-long subscription to this. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like dumb palm reading app yeah. that like takes a scan of your palm and is like, you're going to live till 76. But when you say takes a scan of your palm, impossible with the iPhone, I assume. Oh, like it looks through the camera at your phone and then like you take a photo of it. Do you think it actually does anything no, with it or just not. picks a random... Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah, it was like, a, that's why I was like, oh, this will be kind of funny. Like I thought it'd be kind of funny for me and my partner to do it and be like, oh, yours says seven children. We, uh, we don't get up to much. And um, <laughs> Well, on the, on the plus side, your uh, 10 minutes of entertainment just turned into 365 days of entertainment. I know. Well, that's the worst thing because I told him initially because I was like, <gasps> and he was like, oh, like, I guess I must have not explained it or like he doesn't really know what it is. So he's like, oh, well, you know, like he wasn't pleased, but. He was like, oh, Your boyfriend, like you. you mm. He was like, oh, you spent it on a tarot card reading app. And I was like, even worse, like a tarot card reading app or even like a horoscope app, at least it changes every day. This is $176 for a palm reading app. Like, that's one and done. Really? They don't give you a new reading every day? Of your palm? Like, even if your palm. <laughs> no! Yeah, like, even if your palm doesn't change. No, they don't. Like, you can read it every day, but nothing's going to change. 
because your palm is like you look at I don't know if you know much about palm reading I don't really either so other people might have more to say but seemingly what it said was like oh this line here is your lifeline it's long so you're going to live long and this is like your love line like you'll meet your love early in life and this is like your children line you'll have three children all right well that's it so theoretically if I go to a palm reader when I'm like 12 and then I go to a palm reader today Mm. They should tell me the same thing because I've still got the same creases on my palm. Yeah, well, yeah, if it was an exact, like if it was real, yes. But it should be like, even if it means nothing, surely they should be learning the same nothing, right? They're not. I don't know why you're expecting so much integrity from like carnival palm readers, but no. They're like, oh, look, it's early. You guys are in love. (laughs) I don't think like there's a handbook that they're all subscribing to, no. But they're not just making it up, surely. I don't know. I, I look. I'll do some research and come back to you. Not necessary. But you just <laughs> said like, oh, there's the love line and there's you know your heart line yeah. or whatever. Like at least those are two things that I've heard before when palm reading comes up. It's not yeah. like every palm reader independently invented the love line. No, that's true. Well, maybe there is a standard system. I don't know. I yeah, I wouldn't really know. I've never had my palm read actually. Hence why I thought the app might provide. Half an hour's entertainment. Well, now you can, yeah. Now you can read it again in three hundred sixty-four days and <laughs> see. see if it was uh, if it's the same. But that's what annoyed me the most. I was like, even if I had to spend one hundred sixty-five dollars on psychics, like at least I'd have a shitload of questions. You know, I'm like, well, okay, I've got this every day. Even if it's one question a day, I'll be like, what should we have for dinner tonight? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, who would need? Like, why would they even offer a year-long subscription? For something that doesn't change because you don't need it more than the one time. Like the only reason is for them to scam you out of money. Exactly. It's clearly a scam because it also is immediately not only a pop-up like you should subscribe, here's the reasons. It's like you're paying for this, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So did you, uh, were you able to get a refund? Yeah, fortunately, I um, I spoke to Apple and kind of explained what had happened and they said they'd look into the app because obviously that is not ideal functionality. I think... Apple is pretty good when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, they were fine. Yeah, lucky. So, you li- like luckily got the money back. But I was like, in this like current climate, $176 is definitely needed by me and not by a palm reading app developer. <laughs> <laughs> did you... Did you at least get one palm read? No, I didn't. I or didn't use it at all. you were too afraid that like, yeah, you're like, if I use it, then they'll be able to tell that I opened the app and now somehow I'll be stuck paying this full amount. Well, that was exactly my fear. I'm like, I immediately deleted it. So I'm like, if they saw it was like on my yep. phone for 15 minutes or less, like two minutes, they'll know, oh, she didn't ever use it. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. want it. Like I immediately contacted them. Right. I immediately deleted it. Because I'm guessing like, it's like you can't take back half a pie and be like, it was gross. Like, why didn't you stop after one bite then? Yeah, no, I'm with you. You don't want to give them any recourse to be able to say you already paid for it. Yeah. Tough luck. Like, having said that, like, I'm subscribed to heaps of things. Like, even my, like, running app that I use four times a week or my mindfulness app that I use pretty much every day are, like, $40 a year. So, I'm like, this is clearly a scam. But at least it does, like, at least it does something every day. No, no, no. Those aren't a scam. I'm saying... This other app is like five times the price and does oh, nothing. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's clearly extortion, essentially. Oh, absolutely. I'm like, they must just like suck people in that are like, oh, this looks fun. And then are like, 
what? No, like let me out. And the let me out button is the, okay, you bought it button. Yeah, they hope that like 1% of their users are rich enough not to be, to like, oh, well, be bothered yeah. or like don't understand really what they just signed up yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. And oh, anyway. Ooh. So yeah, I spent $176 on a, a palm reading app. I'm glad that when I initially told you the story, I thought I'd be like, yeah, and like put your palm up because I've got to make use of this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, when I initially told you I was going to mention it. And that'll it, be like 50 bucks for your one reading. Well, that's what I was also thinking. I was like, well, do my partner and I now take this show on the road to like make our money back? Yeah, I got to charge at least. Like post-corona. It's a bad time to be going door to door for... That's what uh, I was thinking, but I was like, post-corona yeah. when like, you know, markets are back on, like do I kind of dress yep. up in some sort of like mystical outfit and offer to do palm readings? I feel like it does take away some of the uh, element of mystery when you just hold up your iPhone, though, and just read <laughs> off the screen. I mean, kinks to work out that fortunately <laughs> I didn't think through, but we did kind of have the discussion of do we need to kind of open a market stall to pay back <laughs> the money you accidentally spent on palm reading. Yep. I think that brings us to the end of another episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can email me, ben, at insaneramblings.net. You can get me, vicky, at insaneramblings.net podcast at insaneramblings.net will find us also of course you can come on our facebook facebook.com slash insane ramblings where you'll see little clips to share you can talk directly with us um and some behind the scenes stuff as well and uh, from now on we are definitely introducing it as you can come on our facebook <laughs> i actually thought that to myself and i was like oh i'm not gonna say anything i'll just let it uh, hopefully <laughs> no, it's out there now. I was hoping it would gorillas Jump in on. the mist away, but no, it was gorillas in full sight. Not, not around here. <laughs> no. Damn it. I really thought I was going to get away with that one. It wasn't for you meddling kids. <laughs> Jump on iTunes where you can rate, review, and subscribe. I think you mean come on iTunes. I think you mean come on iTunes. Come on our, come on our iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> this is dumb. <laughs> Yeah, come in our iTunes where you can rate and subscribe. And uh, we're also on Spotify. Yeah, uh, make sure you come on our Spotify. Yeah, that one doesn't work. No. Away sea boat. Away sea come. Away sea boat. <laughs> Away seamen. Why did I not think of that? Away sea cucumbers. <laughs> Away seamen. Hello, 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 hello. Hey. How do you go about reversing a recommendation? I mean, I feel like you, uh, if you recommend it prematurely, then that's on yeah. you. That's what I, like, that's my concern, though, because yeah, I but... have given you, not really a recommendation, I gave you an opinion and it was premature and now I want to reverse it. Oh, yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like a faux pas, like a book, for instance. It's a faux pas to recommend before you finish the book. Oh, really? So, you should really it, make sure that you're done because the ending yeah. could be terrible? Yeah, if this is what you've done. Like, I guess the exception could be if you're in the middle of an ongoing like, TV series Oh, or and it's something. not like all out or something? You can't yeah. finish it right now? Right, then I could... Right, so that. I didn't have to watch, like, I could, I could at the moment recommend Grey's Anatomy to you, for example. I couldn't be like, well, <laughs> I've got to wait till the... <laughs> yeah, I feel like finale. there's... 
there's been enough Grey's Anatomy that at this point you probably know what you're in for. Right, but, okay. So I don't have to wait until the series is finally over and be like, okay, as it well, turns like, out, it, it got every bad, episode is golden. Yeah. If it got bad, like at the end of Grey's Anatomy, right. I feel like I wouldn't hold you to a fault for that. Oh, right, so if I said mid-season one, this show is awesome, which I think I yeah. said to people at the time. Then, then, then no one's holding me accountable for it now. No, no. Okay, because I don't even like, watch it anymore. But at the time, I was like, I love this show. Exactly. But, <laughs> but for instance, if you're recommending, like, The Office now, it's been out for 10 years. Right. So if I've watched episode one, I'm like, oh, my God, you need to watch The British Office. And then episode three, I'm like, oh, actually. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, goes down hills. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Well, I guess I, my bad. <laughs> so what did you recommend me? So I sort of didn't recommend Dracula strongly enough, I think. is not so much, I don't want to take back my recommendation so much as give one. It's uh, not yeah, as it's the bad. the opposite of what you're talking about then. Yeah, it's you, not as bad. Because I haven't been like rushing out and watched Dracula. I'm like, never mind. No, that's fine, because oh. you didn't put me out at all. Like, if, I, if you're like, you've got to watch Dracula, and you're like halfway through... Yeah. And then I got to the end, and I was like, what is she talking about? And she's like, oh, well, I only watched half of it. Oh. Then, I just, then I just wasted <laughs> all this time. But if yeah, because like, I said to you, look, I didn't love it. Everyone around me loved it. Yeah. Like, my boyfriend's loving it. Like, colleagues have recommended it to me, like, unprompted to even give Netflix recommendations. Like, a good friend of yours binged it within one day, basically. And another good friend of mine, like, brings it up all the time. So I was like, well, everyone around me loves it, but yep. I didn't love it because I watched episode one, right? Mm-hmm. But then following from that, we watched episode two last night, and I was like, this is amazing. Okay, so it got good. Yeah, it got good. So I would say for me, episode, but again, I think you would like it as well. So how do you recommend something like that? Because when I'm insulting you or insulting myself is also an issue. No, I feel like if you know my tastes, then that's a good recommendation. Because I found episode one disturbing, but I think you would like it. All right. <laughs> but I don't know what that says about us. But nothing good. <laughs> well, I'm just glad someone's catering for these uh, deep desires. Yeah I, yeah, I just don't know how you say that well. <laughs> like, so just so you know, it's really disturbing, but I think it's right up your alley. Hey, I'm uh, I'm all on board. Yeah. So, yeah, episode two, I was like, oh, now I see why people think it's amazing. So I want to edit my recommendation, but also I haven't seen episode three. Yeah, if it comes back around, then you might have to do a follow-up call. I know. Well, that's why I feel stuck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I've told you it's not that great, so you're putting it off. And then I've watched yeah, well, episode I two, like... it's amazing. What if episode three, it goes backwards, and I'm like, oh, I'm back where I started. Do I say something? Or do I wait yeah. now until I've seen episode three? Well, I think when you make these comments, you have to preface it with, I've only seen the first episode. Ah, which I did do. So I'm in, I'm on, uh, I'm in etiquette right now. Okay, well, that's your you're, uh, excuse then. Okay, because I did say to you when I said, look, it's not my cup of tea that I was only watched the first episode. I remember you said you hadn't watched all of that. I didn't know if you said specifically you were just Which episode, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, though, each episode is an hour and a half long and there's only three. So I thought I had a fair taste. But no, I didn't. 
It was definitely <laughs> Epitaph. Well, uh, I had a, a similar experience. I watched the first episode of The Witcher, and it didn't really hook me. Oh, same. The first yeah. one is like easily the worst one, though. Like I've I agree. The first one is like easily the worst episode. Yeah. Sometimes and you've played the game, haven't you? Yeah, I've played Witcher 3. Because neither of me nor... Oh, wait, sorry. We watched it with someone who had watched the video, had played the video game, but me and my partner had it. And they yeah. had to explain what was going on, basically. Yeah. Well, uh, even like the game takes place so far after this show. Yes, that, that you're like, was, what is this? Yeah. yeah, I was trying to work out who certain people were. So that didn't even really help that much. No, so I feel like it's the kind of thing you have to watch more than once, but I don't know if I've planned that, because it is super confusing, that show, the first time around. But even, like, the first episode, like, there's the opening scene where he kills the giant creature in the swamp, and then yeah. not much else for the rest of the episode. Yeah, like, that's just a lot of people talking in, you know, hallways and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but after that, I was, like, hooked once they introduced... Um, Yen and a whole bunch of other characters. Yeah, like episode one, I actually nearly fell asleep, and the person we watched it with was like, mm, "This is not what See, I was expecting." When when you recommended The Witcher, you should have uh, mentioned all this. You're like, you oh, just got to okay, stick with sorry. it, tap two. Uh, I forgot probably because I was like, "No, it's amazing." Like, you, I was so unscarred by it. Like, I feel like that's what's happened with people with Dracula. They've yeah, got to the end. The toils they went through. Yeah, you get to the end, and you're like, "This is amazing." Like, if you watched two episodes back to back, you'd be like, this is just incredible. But I had like two days between episode one and two. Yeah, me too. So that gives you more time to like be like, oh, that was really freaky. (laughs) (laughs) Like last night um, was the night before we watched episode two and I didn't want to go for a jog. I was like hurrying you up to finish our gaming session so I didn't want to go for a jog in the dark because that's when Dracula could be out. Did the... Did you manage it? It seemed like it was pretty dark by the time. No, I got out. I got out pre-Dracula. Okay, that's good. <laughs> but that was literally my reason. I was like, come on, we've got to get through this game because I'm scared to jog <laughs> at night because that's when Dracula could be out. <laughs> well, I guess, that's an effective, I guess that's effective storytelling. Yeah, they did well. I don't want to be eaten by Dracula. All right, well, I look forward to your phone call tomorrow going, you know what? Like, it was Take a pass on Dracula. That's yeah. the free tip of chip. That's my idea. So when do you feel like it's safe to talk about your opinion on something? No, you just got to uh, let people know how much of it you've consumed. Okay, so if I'm like, I'm only half an hour into episode one and I'm hating it, people would, will be like, okay, well, that's not really saying much. Yeah, like at least I know what I'm basing your opinion on. Okay, so imagine I meet someone, like, on a plane and I'll never see them again, right? Well, why are you saying, so like, you've got to watch Dracula? Surely there's some other show that you did no, like and have been like, more oh, than 20 minutes of. Yeah, I'm sure I would have, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it somehow comes up that I've been watching Dracula on the plane, right? And they're like, oh, how is it? And I've watched 20 minutes and I'm like, this is amazing, Right. But you could say, like, I'm only 20 minutes in. But yeah, I'd say I'm only 20 minutes. I, I, even if I say that, I'm only 20 minutes in, but so far it's amazing, right? Yeah, yeah. Then they That's fall fine. asleep. I watch both of episode two and three, and they get off the plane without me being able to tell them, actually, the rest is terrible. Yeah, but at least they won't blame you past minute 20. You don't think so? 
Actually, I feel more guilty if I say this is terrible and then it gets good. I'm like, oh, I just want you to know. That's five. You have to track yeah. it down. Like, what if, like, six years later, they're like, oh, yeah, I never watched it. Someone told me it was terrible. But that can work in uh, your favour as well. Like, there's been movies, Green Lantern comes to mind, right? Yeah. Like, that came out in America, like, a month or two before it made its way to Australia. Yeah. And so by the time it was finally out here, all I'd heard was terrible reviews. Right. And so by the time I saw it, I had, like, super low expectations. Super low expectations, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is actually fine. Like, it's not yeah. the best movie I've ever seen, but it's better than the reviews kind of made it sound. Yeah, that's... So if you say something... Yeah, if you say something that bad, and then when they do watch it, it will almost certainly surpass expectations. But won't they be like, she's a dummy? No, I feel like uh, they'll just be happily surprised. Okay, because I've had to go back to a few people with my child between my legs and be like, Dracula's actually great. I'm sorry for what I said. Well, how many people were you recommending this to? No, <laughs> no. I anti-recommending it to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're in lockdown, Ben. I make a lot of porn films. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> no, like my colleagues were like, oh, you started watching it. Like, how was it? I'm like, oh, the worst. Why did you recommend this to me? And now I've had Everyone's, to go back and be like, now I see why. Everyone was excited to hear your take on it. Yeah. Okay. I'm quite the celebrity here. Mini series reviewer. All right, well, that's all I had. I just wanted to let you know that Dracula, as of end of episode two, is great. Good to know. All right, I'll uh, bump it up the queue. Enjoy. See ya. Bye. Insane ramblings.